Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. I know, Guru. Evan Giddings. Hey, we're officially, we are right at, right at the halfway point of the week. And we're mid- 10 hours. Midway mark of the 10 show. more to go. Yep. Although, you know what? That's a little pet peeve of mine. What? You only work three hours a day. Okay. Yeah, you almost know. Okay. Uh, Four hours this week. By the way, somebody asked that. Uh, I'm going to answer some test questions. We got a 925 here. Who, like, they, they come out of the woodwork, some of them. Oh, now that you're finally reading text, why isn't, De- well, you know, why isn't Clay Thompson playing tonight? He doesn't play on back-to-backs this year so far because he's been hurt for two years. Ask uh, Celebrini. Rick. Rick, yeah. Okay, so there's that, guys. Uh, and then the other one um, asked, why is Steinmetz on the radio at 11 a.m.? That's a legitimate question. It is. Yeah, we, This we've, week's uh, a little different. We finagled the, the time slots this week. As you know, it's usually uh, the morning roast from 6 to 9. Mm-hmm. Gibbs and Willard yep. from 9 to 12. Me and Guru from 12 to 3. And then Damon, Bruce, and Ray Ratto from uh, 3 to 6. Warriors game. Then JD in a Warriors game. Well, because uh, I'm the only guy who came to play this week. You're Draymond Green. And none of the... uh, We're now doing four-hour shows so that we can save on manpower slash women power. That's true. Six to ten, ten to two. Two to six. So I'm doing ten to two with my man Evan Giddings. All right, let me cross that off the list. You want? You feel free to add anything you want. As far as the Xfinity Mobile text, line, I do feel like I do think that Guru probably is engaged with the text line a little more than you. So not that you don't read texts, but it's the fact that Guru will read them for you. He's he reads his own texts on his phone. Oh yeah. Well, he's. Look, he's got his ear to the streets at all times. That I cannot add to the show. I do not have the feel for the pulse of what the people are really talking about out there in the Bay Area. See, Guru, to channel my inner guru, it'd be like, shout out you and Townie. But see, you're too young. You're too young to know that I was slated to have a show with the great Chris Townsend about a decade ago, and we called it The Pulse. 
Well, a decade ago, it, uh, about, about short a decade lived. ago, yeah. I think that, look, I interned, I think, for Damon Bruce in 2015. And I don't know where you were at that point. If you were where I am now on the downside of my career. Well, <laughs> well hopefully not like... Don't. No, well, okay. I'll leave it there. The point is, I have been around this station in some capacity for a little bit, but not as locked in from, well, I guess... Formerly twelve to three, now ten to two this week, as you have been, and and I, I will commend you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit of credit. Yeah, of course. And I, I, I know you like that, but I do think that this week, well, give it to me. Give, give me some credit. Yeah, you showed up on on a holiday. Thank you showed you. up on Monday. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't. You did when you didn't have to. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and oh, and then the nine two five. After he he says, oh, now I'm finally reading text. What's going on with Clay Thompson? Oh, 30 minutes later, he goes, is my question that stupid that you don't answer me? <laughs> no, I just answered you. Although, why didn't you... Uh, let me ask you this, 925, as long as you're berating me on the text line, the Xfinity Mobile text line, how do you not know Clay sits out the second of back-to-backs? But the fact that you didn't call his question stupid shows growth, Steiny. I'm Thank proud you. of you. Thank you very much. Uh, little by little. On my list, uh, oh, let me reintroduce everybody on the show. Reset. Matt Steinmetz along with Evan Giddings and uh, Craig on the... Uh, Valentino. Valentino. You know, I, I didn't know. It. Craig Valentino. And what I was saying yesterday is, ain't no threesome on the radio as athletic and with the accolades that we have athletically. You're listening to two Division three athletes, former Division three athletes, and Craig... That's D1 in your face. So we got a D1 athlete here and two D3 athletes here. And dare I say, it's the most athletically talented trio, I would say, on the radio in the country. In the country. Maybe something's going on in Croatia I don't know about. Well, maybe in the world. I do think, look, you add us together, maybe you get one Division II ball player. Uh, baseball, basketball, doesn't matter. But together, all three of us, like we could, want, we could run a three-man weave Against anyone in this town. Uh, why do all the other mainstays get this week off and not Steiny? It's a great question. I took last week off. <laughs> I actually don't mind working this week for the most part. If it weren't for the four-hour show, but this you, would be you did opt into the extra four hours or five hours in Monday. this week because last week right. was twelve to three, still with goo. Right. And and here's the other thing about me. And this is what this is what a lot of people don't know is so. You know, this is a four-hour show week, so when you're doing three hours, you're on the radio for 15 hours. Three hours, five days. Yep. Well, this week we're on 20 hours. You think your boy's asking, like, I don't hold out. You don't hear me going to the press saying, well, why don't I get a raise this week because I'm actually working more? I don't do that. I don't even bring that up for the most part. Boss did buy us breakfast yesterday. He did. Once. So... You know what I'm getting at is it's uh, just always remember it's it's all about me. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Uh, last thing uh, on my list, you know, people are. I got I'm dead serious. People are going to think that what I'm about to say is some kind of bit. I okay. swear to God, it's not a bit. No, you don't do many bits. No. Uh, so this is all truth. I saw Die Hard on Christmas. Talk to me. First time I've ever seen the movie. Yeah, put those headsets on, Craig. There's about five of them, but you watched the first one. Die Hard, the original. The original. They were in a hotel. Yep. Okay. Nakatomi. Okay, yeah, nice job. 
Uh, so, of course, I've heard about it for decades. Of course. It's a classic. Yeah. And so, a Christmas So I classic, saw Die Hard, say. settled in with a family, and watched Die Hard on Christmas. Oh, all together? Uh, Around the fire? Three of the four of us. My one daughter has no interest in... She doesn't like movies. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I saw Die Hard. All right, we we'll talk more Warriors. Oh, oh my! What? You, you don't have a review? You didn't, no, you didn't yeah, think of it? Is a Christmas movie oh. to you? I mean, we're, we're waiting, bro. Oh, it is not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Okay, you can and move you know on. What? You're not allowed to talk anymore. Okay, here. It's done. not a Christmas movie, and I get how people that say it is can est- essentially win the argument, or at least battle you halfway so i get what you're doing on the other side saying it is a christmas movie but it ain't they only went to a christmas party but it ain't. you know who got you falls on christmas, falls no, on christmas. i do think that christmas time is an excuse for people to watch die hard i don't That's know if that makes it. it a christmas movie but there are familiar symptoms of a christmas movie which is santa there's a santa suit there's christmas tree there's caroling there is Multiple references to December 25th. And, of course, you got the limo driver, whose name escapes me, who's playing Christmas music the entire time in his car. Uh, theme must be about Santa or Jesus Christ. Otherwise, it's not. The theme. Or somebody on their periphery. Here's the thing about the movie. Movie stinks. Movie stinks. Jeez Louise. Dude, the first, I'm I'm telling you, I'm with you the first half of the movie. I was into it. And then it just deteriorated into machine guns and blow up. Like the first half of the movie, I thought was pretty clever. You know, how they got in there, how they got them all up to the penthouse. I was having a conversation on the plane with the guy who was telling him to go go in bed, take off your shoes, off your socks, extend your toes. That's how you get comfortable. It's the whole reason he's running around in glass later in the movie. It 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 sets up everything. It deteriorated into the kind of movie I actually can't stand. A classic 80s, 90s shooter? Action film? blow up cars and getting into accidents. Chaos. FBI with... No care, no regard exactly. for human life. Exactly. Yeah, Go I mean, ahead, Craig. Jump in here. I'm just thinking a 1988 movie. It's what an 80s movie was, but it's just quotable. I think, I think it's a pretty cool, uh, like accurate reflection of the period of time. First of all, what do you know about the period of time? You oh, have I've, no idea. I've read about how cheesy it was. Secondly, it was, it was also low-hanging fruit with one-liner after one-liner. Great one-liners Come that on. you continue to quote <laughs> to this day. Yippee-ki-yay. Those were hackneyed. Those are trite lines. Where's my detonators? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm, I'm more of a Roy Rogers guy myself. True. The best character was uh, the the cop who they Bruce sent Willis? to Chip. No. Oh, the Carl. Black guy Carl Winslow. Winslow. Carl yeah, Winslow. Yeah, yeah. yeah Carl oh. Winslow. <laughs> Although, that's the other thing. I How mean, you doing, really, Roy? one cop is able to talk to Bruce Willis, but nobody else can hear they say, but they all can, what do they say? This is a uh, this is a, an important line. No, no blank, lady. You think I'm calling to order a pizza? I, <laughs> hey, hey, Craig, you seem to have liked that movie. That movie was amazing. <laughs> Evan, I do love Die Hard. Love, I love Die Hard. All right, what's the, what's number two? Is that the one where he's on the river with the boat? No, Die Hard Two is also on Christmas, also a Christmas movie, and arguably a better finish to the film, which of course oh, ends more in more flames. More explosions? 
Where are they at? They're at DC Dallas Airport? I forget the airport they're at in the second one. I forget, but the 925 Xfinity Mobile text line, thank you for chiming in. Argyle is the name of his driver. Yes, that's right. That's right. Fantastic knowledge there. Argyle is so involved, so in. Eloped in the Christmas spirit that he does not even notice there's no, that th- there's no Christmas spirit in that movie. Oh well, yes, there That's is. That's the other thing. In order to be a Christmas movie, there really should be the intangible. Can you define it? No, a feeling. He's bumping Christmas, and, Christmas and Hollis. A feeling. Run DMC. Christmas. There was no feeling. That was a Christmas. 1980s LA Christmas party too. <laughs> I tell the you big what, hair. Now that wasn't that wasn't a bad scene. The bad suits. Hans. It's not. It's Booby. True. Come on. Booby. They're saying disrespect to it. <laughs> All right, they're talking on the text line that that's disrespectful. Disrespect to a classic. You don't long, have to watch it. Bugs Ross on that theme. Let's start ripping the Warriors. Disrespect the classic. Yes. <laughs> the Warriors are classics at this point. I know. Dead serious. Dead serious. Uh, hey, the Niners. Oh, by the way. So, yes? On a scale of 1 to 10. We can ask Zaza Pachulia at 1 o'clock if he likes you. Die Hard. Thank you. And by the way, uh, let me also say that it's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by SFO. Go to flysfo.com backslash holidays for your chance to win $1,000 towards a nonstop flight from SFO today and also Friedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit Friedman'sAppliance.com today. And as Evan said, it's the executive show today with Zaza Pachulia. Looking forward to that. That's at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Um... How important is the uh, number two seed to the uh, San Francisco Ford? No, no, it's not how I want to start. I want to start by reading a text from my boss. Because sometimes people think, Stein, you're so negative. Stein. Our boss. Right. I don't know if he knows your name, though. We're on the same team. So. Took you three months to learn mine. Got this at. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm All right. Uh, boss hits me up 90 minutes before the show. He said, of the, of the San Francisco, and you know what? 888-957-9570. That's the Xfinity mobile text line. 888-957-9570. This isn't me talking. This is my boss. Why don't you answer this question from my boss? Okay. Are the Niners as good as we think they are? You, do you realize that out of their 11 wins, the combined record of those teams is 71-93, and 93, and only two of those 11 teams are over 500. I thought that's in, that was interesting. And that's when I said, do you even listen to the show? Your show. Because I ran through all those teams that the 49ers haven't played. Not two Ross Tucker yesterday, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, but anyway, and we're going to get to some of that sound in, in a minute, probably on the other side. But, okay, that's the boss. Are the 49ers as good as we think they are? First of all, how good do we think they are? We think they're the, let's say, we think they're the best team in the NFC. Fair enough? Ross Tucker put them as his best team right. in the league. So, so the, t- top two. So are they really the best team in the NFC? I don't think so. That doesn't, and that, that, I think that comes off sounding disrespectful, but I still think Philadelphia has proved over the course of the entire season that they are the best team in the NFC. Now, that doesn't mean that San Francisco can't beat them in a winner-take-all elimination game. But if we're talking about resumes, then I, I do have some numbers. The Niners' strength of schedule this year is 424. That's the winning percentage of the teams they've played. Okay. That's the second-worst strength of schedule in football. 
Not just the playoff teams. No, no, no. Of every team. Let's say that again. Let that sink into 49er Nation. Right now, Empire. based on the teams they've played and the records that they've accrued over 2022, the okay. San Francisco 49ers have played the second easiest schedule in the National Football League. So the 49ers have had, who's number one? Team they play this week in the Las Vegas Raiders. So after this week, I'll bet you yep. the 49ers will have had the easiest schedule in all of football. That's the way things are trending. Does it matter, 49er fans? 888 9570 I mean, seriously. Does it matter that the 49ers have had the easiest schedule of any team in the NFL this year? Hey, that's the way it works sometimes. You can't, like, it's all just thrown into the hopper. It's not their fault they had the easiest schedule. We get it. But will there be a point where you think, man, they weren't tested in the regular season and then boom. And he, here's the way I look at it. And I, I wish I could give credit to the person who either texted or called in yesterday when I was kind of throwing something similar around about if it'll matter that the 49ers have had an easy schedule. And the one part of it is, is well, it doesn't because they're championship pedigree. Some of the them. The Niners. They've been to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship. Sure. And you know what? I, I, I think there is something to that. In other words... It doesn't matter to Nick Bosa that the, that the, that the schedule was easy. In they fact, can't. it's probably good because he's going to be healthy and ready to yeah. run through a wall in the playoffs. But what about Brock Purdy? That's the, the single most important thing to Brock Purdy. Is, is anybody out there worried that, not that the Niners can't raise their level of play, but Brock Purdy, in theory, is going to essentially play four games and nice easy not easy not easy but they're going to be the raiders they're going to be the cardinals who probably aren't going to do much i'm not going to dis- i'm not going to uh take a shot at the at the commanders and then who was before that uh the i'm sorry what the four games that uh he's won the buccaneers and the bucks so what happens week 1 when they go giants Dallas, you know, what happens when they go good team, good team, good team, when they've only played two or three good teams all year, and now they got to go, they got to beat good team, good team, good team, good team. And all those teams are going to get better each and every round. I do think there is some solace in Brock Purdy and the Niners offense putting up 37 points on a top four defense in Washington, but that's also not a commander's team that in a track meet can maintain that pace. So, if you're looking for tests, that would be the one test for Brock Purdy. The issue is, like you said, Commanders are the 7th seed. Like they're, they're not a team that is going to ideally challenge you the way that Philly, the way that Dallas, the way that even New York might. Peter King, on yesterday with, with Kruger and, and JD, saying that you know, he doesn't necessarily think that the Giants would beat the Niners, he wouldn't predict that, right. but he said watch out for him. If Saquon Barkley has a big game, that's a that's a winnable game for the Giants. If the Green Bay Packers find a way to get into the, to sneak into the dance, Aaron Rodgers with nothing to lose, that's a dangerous team. The 49ers are, in my opinion, the second best team in the NFC, but their resume does point to them being... I, I can't say that they're the best team either in their conference or the NFL because of 
unfortunately, who they've played. Now, they can't control that, like we've said, but that, like Lorenzo Neal told us on Monday, if they do lose in the playoffs or get bounced early, that's going to be the reason. Yeah. That's going to be what people talk about. 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, The boss wanted me to throw around uh, whether... 49ers are a little overrated or not. Like I will say this is we it's it's hard to judge them with this schedule. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but it it is it's very strange that the schedule has has fallen into a place where I mean the Niners just I, listen, if I were a 49er fan, I'd like to see a couple, you know, I'd, I'd like to see a quality win on the schedule. What's their be, what's the 49ers best win of the again? And let me let me emphasize this. This is no fault of the Niners. They can only play who they play. What I'm asking you is as a Niner fan, do you wish that they'd have a couple signature wins? so that you know they can play with the big boys. And when I say the big boys, I'm talking about Buffalo, I'm talking about Cincy, I'm talking about Philly, Dallas, and I'm talking about the uh, Bills, Chiefs. Chiefs. I think it's also even further than that. It's Are you willing to acknowledge that their schedule being soft might give you pause in a playoff scenario when you have to play a team that is... Equally as good, whether it be roster, record, however you want to stack them up. I, I, have a, I have a couple comparisons to themselves. So the last five playoff teams that the Niners have had, 2021, 2019, 13, 12, 11, their strength of schedule has been as follows. 500, above 500, slightly below 500, 494, slightly above 500 again, and the worst strength of schedule, the easiest schedule that they have played was in the 2011 season. It was 450. So at no point over the last five teams in San Francisco that have made the playoffs have they had such an easy schedule. Again, not their fault. But if they lose at some point in this in this postseason, first round, conference championship, Super Bowl, whenever, people are going to look back at these wins and say, you tweeted it out last night, Sonny. The only playoff team they've beaten are the Chargers. And the Chargers right now have the seventh seed in the AFC. Sorry, the sixth seed. Right. So there are teams even better than the ones that they've seen, and the Chargers were shorthanded. So right now the Niners are in a position where if you tell me they haven't been tested, I'll absolutely listen to that. If you tell me that they're not as good as the number two team or number one team across the entire league, I'll hear you. But I also do think that, to your point, it matters mostly for the quarterback and the quarterback for the 49ers, if you're looking for some you know, optimism, is that the quarterback is not the most important part about this team. Yeah. 888-957-9570 is the number. And uh, I'll end on this text from the 415. You guys have to, t- if you're going to talk about strength of schedule, don't you have to talk about point differential? They're second in the league in that. That's yeah, a they great point. Kick the crap out of every bad team they played. And that's worth something. Can you ask them to do any more than that? Let's talk about more of this on the other side on 95.7, the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Matt Steinmetz and Evan Giddings with you. No, Daryl, the Guru Johnson. He'll be back next week. And uh, coming up in a half hour, the executive show with Zaza Pachulia. Looking forward to that. Warriors, they win last night against Charlotte. They play again tonight at Chase Center. 7 o'clock start against the Utah Jazz. J.D. has Warriors live starting at 6. And Evan and I will be here till 2. And again, Zaza Pachulia. One o'clock. All right. Now, I've been in a great mood so all far. week. You got, if you can't follow along, you can't play at home. I'm sorry. Guys, we're not belittling the 49ers, but the numbers show mm. that they've had the easiest schedule in the league. They're numbers. Those are numbers. Second easiest. Okay. Uh, but it'll be the easiest after this week, I'm willing to bet. Probably. They, play, they have another easy one. We're now with another cakewalk against a team that doesn't care. By the way, uh, Derek Carr not even starting. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. Um, so I'm looking at it, and I'm going to get to easy in Oakland. But the comment, and I can only assume that the boss screened this, and whether it was the boss or Craig, they're great screeners. He says he totally disagrees about the Niner schedule. <laughs> like, you can't disagree, Easy, about the schedule being easy. But no. go ahead, Easy, in Oakland. What's up, my man? Those are facts. Yeah, yeah I, I totally disagree. At the start of the season, the Niners had the, the fifth-ranked strength of schedule yep. as the hardest. Yep. It's not our fault that the Correct. teams are, are, are weak towards the end of the year. Yep. All the teams we beat had a good record at the time of us beating them, though. Yeah. They had a, they had a better record at the end of last year. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Easy. My bad. No, I said at the time that we played those teams, they either were 500 or above 500. It's not our fault that they're they're losing after we beat them. And most of the teams that we beat, we the reason that they're under 500. If you go back and, and, and check the stats on that. All right. Thanks, Easy. 
Let me get that schedule. I think what Easy is referring to is the 0-13 record that teams have directly the week after playing the 49ers. So it's an interesting stat, yeah, no doubt. They could be completely banged up. They could be, you know, beaten so badly that the next week they're still feeling it from the week before when they played the 49ers. I think the more likely reason is because the 49ers defensively do expose some teams. And I also see Easy's point where he's saying, "Hey, look, we played we beat the Miami Dolphins when they had a five-game win streak. They were, you, yeah. they were riding high." And look at them since. You know, when when they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, it's okay. I'm going to be beat, on, I'm going to be honest with you. The Seattle Seahawks. Like Miami, like I'll give you. That's a that was a nice win against Miami. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. But like I'm not giving you the Rams cuz the Rams were good last year and before the season started. You had the Rams on your schedule twice, and you thought they were going to be a playoff team and maybe go for another Super Bowl. Well, no, they stunk. You played in the worst division, second worst division of football. All right, played in second worst. People are going to say, "Hey, people are asking, what are the Eagles?" Don't you get it? That's the foundation of this. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. Through no fault of the 49ers, they got the the good fortune to play the Cardinals, the Rams, and Seattle. Now, I'll give you, okay, Seattle's a 500 team. But look at the Eagles. They're playing the Cowboys, who are 11-4, and four, the Giants and, the, and Washington, all of whom are over 500. So the Eagles are playing in the toughest division in football. That's why their schedule's significantly harder than the Niners' schedule. And let, let me try and help the listeners a little bit, because I'm sure a lot of people are probably on the side of, hey, it doesn't matter, they, they've beaten whoever they had to, and they've killed the last eight opponents. And their strength of victory would be fourth best among the playoff teams in the NFC. But the Eagles have beaten better teams overall. The Vikings have beaten better teams overall. And the Dallas Cowboys have beaten better teams overall. Again, San Francisco can beat any of those teams in a playoff scenario. But the fact remains, they are the most untested of the top tier or contending teams in the NFL. And I do wonder why that doesn't give people more pause. I'm not saying, again, that they can't. But, like, so last year, the Dallas Cowboys in their division were undefeated. They're 6-0. and Going in, hosting a playoff game against the, the 49ers, who last year were a very tested team, especially down the stretch when they went on that run. So it wasn't a shock that the 49ers beat the Cowboys because outside of the NFC East, which was very weak last year, the Dallas Cowboys were a, a a little bit over a 500 team outside their own division. Right. Okay, so this year, San Francisco, undefeated in their division. I expect them to go 6-0, and finish off the season with a win against Arizona. Outside of that, they'll be 7-4 and if they finish the season with 13 wins. Is that 7-4 and really enough to make you feel confident that you can go beat any other team in the NFL? Or do you look at it and say, hey, like... Yeah, sure, they're they're a good team. They're probably not a 13-win team, right? That's what I think fans are trying to to figure out. Exactly. And and again, I'm not here here's what I here's where I'm coming from. Let's say the the, the 49ers their first playoff game is against the New York Giants. I'm telling you right now that outside of Kansas City, which thumped you because they're a big boy. And outside of Kansas City, this is going the Giants are going to be the best team that you've played all year long. 
They're better than the Chargers. They're better than the Dolphins. The Dolphins. So better than the Commanders. It doesn't mean you can't beat them, but when they play the Giants, they are going to play the second best team that they faced on their schedule all year. There are there are other teams that when they play their first playoff team, it's a team they've beaten. I and, and listen, I'm not making a judgment about they can't, oh they can't win it. Their schedule's too soft. Of course, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is all things equal. Does it concern you at least a little that? Not a, yeah, they beat Miami. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Bucks. But does it bother you that they don't have a, a, a more signature of a win? What's more concerning to you, the record, or I guess lack of difficulty in their schedule, or the fact that they've played? in three single-digit games this year that they haven't played in a close game. Now, they, they, I think they're 2-1, they're and one, so they lost one earlier in the year, and they won their, their two since. I think they're a different team, obviously. Of course, at the quarterback position, Christian McCaffrey has changed everything. But the fact that they have not been even challenged to the point where they've been in a, a tight ball game down the stretch, and we have that's really the one box that they haven't checked off, because of their own success, they've just ran through each yeah. team. But it's it's kind of the same thing. It's like, okay, well, what happens in the play? You're eventually going to play in a close game. Like, I don't expect this team to run through the playoffs like the 85 Bears or the 1,000 Ravens and 2,000 Ravens. Like, they're not, I don't think they're going to do that. But can you be good enough in a tight game setting against teams in your conference that have already been in those situations that also have that experience? And the Niners do have it at certain positions, but at quarterback, Brock Purdy's never seen that before. Right. And and all I'm saying is, here's and because maybe I maybe I haven't taken it far enough because I because I do have an opinion on this. I think the I think the Niners' schedule has been it's been easy. The, the numbers are the numbers, and it's been the easiest schedule in the NFL or the second easiest schedule. Let's just say. Even as a Niner fan, you can acknowledge, yeah, you know what, they've caught some breaks with the schedule. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. They've, they've, yeah. Caller was right. Like, we did think their schedule was going to be tougher. It didn't work out that way. Right. So, it's not. It turns out to be a pretty soft schedule. And all I'm saying is, does it matter? Does it matter? Or would you rather have, you know, had three tough wins against teams that you might play again? And the way, now that I've taken it that far, my feeling on it is... That the team itself, outside of the quarterback, it does not. Their schedule does not matter. I believe it doesn't. But Nick Bosa, that defense that's been there, their skill position on offense. To me, the the fact that if they've had an easy schedule, that's not a, that doesn't concern me for the team. What does concern me is from the quarterback position, and if I'm right, or if what I'm getting at is kind of true, that you know, it, let's say the Giants are the best team they're going to play outside of the Chiefs this year. Well, that does mean something to Brock Purdy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Can, can you meet me halfway, 49er and I know Word can. We'll find out. What's up, Word? What's up, man? Mm. How you doing? Awesome. Doing well, man. So I have a few, good, good, few reasons why I'm not that concerned. I understand your point and reasons for concern, but 2019, Niners were 8-0. And everybody said they hadn't played anybody good. 
So they played the Seahawks on Monday night. Got beat. Close game, but got beat. So everybody's like, oh, see, they're not that good. They ran off a few more wins against apparently easier teams, and they played the Ravens. Everybody said that was another test. They got beat by the Ravens. Everybody's like, okay, see, see. A couple weeks later, they got beat by the Falcons, who weren't very good. So they're 13-3 and that year. Only teams they they played that were good, according to everybody, they got beat. Then they beat the uh, Vikings, they beat the Packers, went to the Super Bowl. So I'm not worried about that. Let me jump in real quick. Let me jump in real quick, and you you know you're not going anywhere. But this year they played one really good team. They got blown out. The two games that you're talking about against good teams, those were good. Those were close games. I believe one of them was at least on the road, right? So what I'm saying is the one really good team they had, they played, they've gotten blown out. Where at least the year in 2019, like they went on the road and kept those games close against really good teams. Go ahead. That's a good point. This year, they're actually also a team that was projected to maybe win nine games. Everybody was saying nine and eight, eight and nine. They're about to be a 13-win team. So, same on those other teams were falling off where the Niners did. They got better. No doubt. Everybody else got worse. No yeah. doubt. Nice I, word. Appreciate I, it, man. See, I, word, net, word gets it. He does. I, I see where he's coming from. And, and that's true. Going back to 2019, there were some teams that they lost to that people maybe thought they shouldn't have. But they also beat a couple of really good teams that year on the road to 13 wins, one of which at home. They shellacked a Green Bay Packers team 37-8. I'm looking at the schedule right now. The Packers were 13-3 and that year. They also went on the road and beat the Saints, of course, in the Jimmy Garoppolo shootout game, 48-46. That was a 13-win Saints team. You beat them on the road. Mm-hmm. So that, that 2019 team did have statement wins, even though they had a couple of close losses. But that also kind of gets me thinking, too, like, even if you don't have a marquee win on your schedule, would you have been okay, like, would this team feel like it was more tested if they even had a close loss? Now, I know they lost to Denver 11-10 right. early in the year, but Denver's not a good team. If they played a good team, if they played a Dallas or a Philly, sure, if they lose that game, maybe you don't feel like calling them the best team in the NFL like some people are doing now. But at least you have that that measuring stick. Okay, we, we lost by a field goal to a, to a Dallas Cowboys team, one we're going to have to face in the playoffs. So you at least have an idea of how you can measure yourself. Right now, I do understand why people feel confident in this team, but they haven't been as tested as their peers. And maybe I'm talking about two different things. Because, again, the fact that they've played a cake schedule, that doesn't, it doesn't really bother me except when I look at the quarterback position. Now, if Brock Purdy had played all year, that would be one thing. But again, maybe this is the maybe this is a different thing I'm talking about entirely. The worry I have with the 49ers, if I were a fan, is that the that the level of competition is going to jump to such a degree as soon as the playoffs start that Brock Purdy that's going to be a big challenge for Brock Purdy. Not Bosa, who's the best player in football. Not Fred Warner, who's established. They're going to be able to... They've been to where that level's been raised. That defense has been punched in the mouth and responded this year. Brock Purdy hasn't been punched in the mouth yet. Well, he certainly has not gone up against the best teams. Yeah. And the, like the 49ers have gone up against the best teams over the last three years. So you, you can't take that away from Bosa and the boys. But I'm just talking about 
Brock Pur- Purdy's beaten four playoff teams, Steiny. Okay. I think one team that they have beaten is in the playoffs right now. I guess technically two if you throw Miami. Miami yeah. has fallen all the way to the okay. seven seed. So Chargers and the Dolphins. Okay. We'll, we'll give you two. Yeah, okay. Let's not be worried about Brock Purdy. He's the least of our worries, right? Is that what you're saying, 5 one you're not, you're not concerned about Brock Purdy in the playoffs. Where, where, Why? Because well, he's going to be great. Where do you okay. think Brock Purdy is when it comes to like like reasons for confidence in the 49ers? Because like, to me, like the defense, if you want to throw Bosa, Warner, individual, sure. All of them collectively would be the the... The biggest reason why I have confidence in this team, the biggest reason I have confidence in the offense is because of Christian McCaffrey. So I do think that's also where people are coming from of like, as long as Brock Purdy doesn't mess it up, then they could beat any team. But we also have seen Brock Purdy make a couple of questionable throws. What happens if he makes successive questionable throws in a playoff situation against a team that is going to make no, you pay for choker. those mistakes? Then he's a choker, Evan. Then he goes from Mr. Re- Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Relevant to Mr. Relevant is a choke artist. Then he's Jimmy Garoppolo, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Ben. Ben's not worried about it. Hey, Ben, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? Thanks hey. for having me on. Um, just to the point about the strength of schedule, I'm not worried about the strength of schedule, especially how it relates to the quarterback mainly because just like 2019 or last year, um, Jimmy G, you know, same talking points with Brock Purdy with Jimmy G, just framed from being a rookie, they're framed from injury. Of course, I'm worried about Brock. He's a rookie. Who knows? But the reality is the whole of the team is better from 2019. Uh, Last year, the whole of the team, we have McCaffrey now. Um, It looks good. Yep. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Ben. I mean, I, Brock Purdy might be great in the playoffs. Maybe they run rough shot on teams, but I think that's what people think. People really do think, and maybe they're not. Maybe they're right that he's not going to have to do anything, Matt. He's just going to have to hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey and then hit Kittle on a twelve-yard pass, and Ayuk on a fifteen. Like, and I get that. I get that. But that's assuming they're playing from ahead every game. It's also assuming that your defense is going to exactly. create the amount of turnovers that it has the last four weeks. Now, they didn't create a lot of turnovers the first half of the season, so they probably regressed in a positive fashion. But if the Niners don't win the turnover battle, and it's an even game with an even amount of opportunities for both teams, you're telling me that a Philadelphia, a Dallas offense, can't put up enough points to make you at least think about who you did or didn't play this regular season? I mean, look, Washington's a quality win. It's probably the, I would say it's probably their best win because they, they put up the most points of the season on the best defense that they've played. But if you're telling me you also get two more games, which Ross Tucker was talking about yesterday, two more games of tape for Brock Purdy for opposing teams... I don't see Brock Purdy as a quarterback that is going to all of a sudden be able to win you a game in which hasn't played out in the fashion that you would like. Basically playing from ahead. 
Yeah. I don't hey, know if he can bring you back. Hey, let's uh let's uh let's jump onto these calls because we got Zaza coming up at uh yeah. at one. Let's uh Santiago's in San Jose. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey. Uh first and foremost, happy holidays. Same to you. You too. Appreciate, appreciate. So yeah, you know, I just kinda wanna touch back again on that strength of schedule and you know, uh like one of the previous colleges mentioned, right? After playing the Niners, those teams are 0-13. Yeah. So, you know, the physicality that these Niners have, is, it's just it's phenomenal, and it's there. Those are the numbers, right? So, as one analyst had pointed out, like, the Niners just really beat you up on the defensive side. So, my question, I guess, to, to think about is, and I really just don't know how strength schedules calculated, like, is it at the time that they play the team? Or it's a great question. Schedule, or at the end of the season? Great question. We're probably using... What the team's record is currently, right now. Currently. Right now. Yeah, so it does change every week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Santiago, that's. It's fair to point out that if one side's worried about, hey, you know what? They haven't really played a lot of, a lot of great teams. It's then fair to say, do you realize that every team they've played lost the week after? Because, like, that's okay. Maybe that's what ends up happening. Let's go to JC in Union City. Hey, JC, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I tend to kind of agree with Steiny. Um, I mean, outside of the Miami win, the Niners haven't really had a signature win. They got motorboated by Kansas City. I mean, you got the two top teams in the NFC East that can put up points. I'll even throw Minnesota in there, even though they're kind of fluky at times. But like you said, you're going to face top teams in the playoffs that can put up points. So the question is, you know, yeah, the Niners got the defense to hold them down, but I, I just don't see you holding a Cowboys or Eagles offense to a low-scoring game. You know, that's what I'm worried about. Appreciate the call, JC. Let's go to Matt in Oakland. Oh, we don't lost Matt. Let's go to Roy. Roy's in San Leandro. Hey, Roy. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Going well. Good. I just wanted to chime in real quick and uh, mention, you know, I agree with that last caller that the 49er defense is, I, I'm kind of concerned because, like, when Kansas City blew them out, you know, can the 49ers hold down those teams that can score a lot of points? Just like like those old Ram teams when they had Jack Youngblood and all of them and uh, Fred Dreyer and all that, they often had – they were the strong – they were just as good as the Steelers. But they just had problems against those teams that had heavy offense. And, you know, I agree, like the, like I said, the last caller, can they hold those guys down? Those good teams like KC, Philadelphia, and, and somewhat. Appreciate the call. Um, and that's that's a big part of it. And the 831 here on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Please, and this is fair, uh, please tell us what Brock has done to show he's going to crack. What weaknesses has he shown? None yet. None yet. Exactly. So you think he's going to go through four grueling playoff games? And, like, is he going to have any growing pains? Brock Purdy. The 49ers have also had experience with quarterbacks that look good in the regular season. Might have looked good in a playoff game. But the reason I think a lot of people feel like they don't have a Super Bowl or more at this point is because of the quarterback position. So Brock Purdy is going to have to prove it in the postseason. Or maybe not. Maybe you won't have to prove it because... I feel like at some point they're not going to be able to run the ball to a win. They play the New York Giants. They get up 10-0 the game's over. Next game, who would they play? Dallas? Could they play Dallas? It might be Minnesota if they got to go to Mini. Right, right. It'd be Minnesota. It'd be Minnesota. I mean, if you get behind... Like, they... 
How many times have they played from behind? Have they come from behind? With Brock year? Purdy, the only time I believe that they have played from behind was when he came into the Miami game. They were down 7-3. to three. And he, yes, he, well, exactly. he brought him back. Well, and that's against Washington, for example. I was saying this to J.D. You know, Washington is at the one-yard line. And I'm like, you know what, just, just, just score here, Washington, just to put the 49ers down 7 nothing. Just, just, just to put them down 7 nothing to see. But they didn't. They held. Yeah, and look, hey, if Jahan Dotson catches that ball over the middle and turns it around and goes for a score, then yes, they'd be playing from behind. But that's, that's also, to some people's points, how fine of a line there is when you play the 49ers. Like, you better take every single chance you have to score because you might get three in a game. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Conference title game, Steiny. Conference title game. What about it? That's how far they're getting. They're getting there. Anything beyond that, I I have an issue feeling confident in. I do think they'll get to the NFC title game. Here's the bottom line: they lose their first playoff game. That ain't good, right? But you can't be mad at Brock Purdy. No, but they got to win their first playoff game, with or without Brock Purdy. I think so. And then, you better beat the Vikings. Because if you lose to the Vikings, well, you're not going to hear the end of it from me. 12-3 to 3 on that Monday is going to be electric. No, I actually, you know what? I, I See, I'm not like that. I wouldn't come in and say, eh, nah, 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 49, I don't do that. No, but you, you might slip in a kind of... I told you this might happen. Hey, by the way, uh, we got a buddy, got a guy out there, a listener, a buddy of ours now, officially, uh, Spencer in Walnut Creek. Let's go. Went to the uh, 957thegameshop.com, bought a DPOY shirt and a Mr. Relevant shirt. So we got a lot of swag at 957thegameshop.com. Geared up. And our main man, Spencer, just bought two items. Tell you what, you buy an item on there, I'll shut you out. Yeah, shout you out, especially if you put a either put a rat on the table or the hell with the kids. All right, Zaza Pachulia is on the other side on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.